Hello everybody, welcome to BPC Podcast. I'm your host, Damaris Gomez, and in this series we are talking about the five-fold ministry. I hope you enjoy. Amazing people, my name is Damaris Gomez. I'm the worship pastor here at BPC, Bedworth Parish Churches. And today is our first podcast about the five, 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 five. <laughs> I'm Australian. <laughs> the fivefold ministry and i have the privilege to have here two of the most amazing people i know tom <laughs> and unpony so guys Hello. lovely to have you here Thanks. really appreciate that could you please tell me more about yourselves and just you go go first. Shall I go yeah first? You go, i've, you got, go go first. I've got the fat plan um <laughs> hello my name's tom um i've been coming to the church for a good good while now um <laughs> and my fun fact is that i've never seen a real live badger in front of me in real life yeah what is a badger what is a badger, yeah, what no. is a badger? Okay. <laughs> I, I, you see i'm glad i said that because i thought you That's might good. not <laughs> uh, it's like a woodland creature it's like a weird not weird they're like little um black and white scurry things they're quite big decent size oh that's interesting oh, lovely yeah. notification uh, yeah, <laughs> decent size and they're just they're, they sort of like live in the woodland of england but i've only ever seen them on like tv or dead I, on the I road wanna, which is a shame. Dead on the road. yeah that's a badger awareness don't run over badgers is that badger. the camera <laughs> badger, badger awareness oh. <laughs> Yeah, I think I know up. where they are. Have you seen a live badger Do, before? It, no, are these the I've ones who, who have a, a, a weird smell? No, that that's a skunk. skunk. You're, you're okay. close there. That's a skunk. But I've, have you ever seen a red squirrel as well, thinking about it? I think I have seen a red squirrel, actually, because there's certain places you can see them, yeah. isn't there? Like, is it the Isle of so, Wight or somewhere near there? <laughs> this or is Brownsie really off Island. topic, isn't it? But here we go. No um, problem. It's <laughs> just a fun fact. So, um, for... for uh, red squirrels, there used to be loads of them and there used to be loads of red and grey squirrels. Yeah. And you know, the ones all around the church and that, um, well, they sort of, I don't know how it happened, but one day uh, the red squirrels started carrying a disease and it sort of started oh uh, um, killing off the red squirrels. And also I think they just sort of got too big and started like eating all of the food for the red squirrels. So now we have very minute population of red squirrels around the country. And I've been to one of the places and I've seen a red squirrel. Wow. It's just red, <laughs> honestly. So guys, <laughs> so that's a very good information for you to have. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my yeah. fun facts. You don't need Google, yeah. you need Tom. Uh, and how about you? Like, uh, tell us. I, I, do you know, a fun fact, I, I don't... Yeah, all I can think of is something along the lines of I've been to lots of countries. Oh, I haven't even counted them all up, but I think I've got to about twenty-four so far. So what? that's that's my fun wow. fact. I've been Why? to lots of countries. Why did you go to so many countries? Well, um, I've just been, I travelled around Southeast Asia, so wow. that ticked quite a few, didn't it? Okay, um, by yourself <laughs> or with friends? Uh, or? By myself, and I met people along the way. Oh. And oh. I lived in India for about a year as wow. well, yeah. so with a went with another organisation, so that nice. was fun. Oh my mum comes from Belgium, so we yeah. used to go to Belgium every summer. But where she lives is right on the border of between. Uh, like Holland, Germany, you have to drive through France yeah. to get there. Um, oh. So that's obviously quite a few countries ticked yeah. off there. Tick. Yeah. <laughs> that is amazing. Wow. And, then, and then, you know, mm. adding a few others along the way. I've, been to, like, I've been to like two. 
<laughs> no, you tell Tom, you're 18. <laughs> Chill. It's gonna happen. You've got time. That's yeah. True. To be fair. But what true. are you? You're like wearing something on your neck. Like, tell us about. Oh, tell yeah. us about me. Um, yeah, so I'm Anne, and I, you know that I'm Anne, in fact. Yeah, I've been introduced. <laughs> hello, Anne. Uh, hello. Um, I'm married. I'm a vicar. Yeah. Uh, I've got three kids. And Amazing. yeah, I've been in Bedworth Parish. Well, I've lived in Bedworth for about three years and been nice. in this parish for just over a year. Are you enjoying it? I'm enjoying it. That's amazing. It is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll go to the first question then about the five-fold ministry. What is the five-fold ministry for those who don't know? Yeah, for the people that don't know. Please Please tell us. Um, It it comes from a passage in Ephesians um, chapter 4 where it talks about uh, the five-fold ministries and how they used to build up the church and bring unity to the church and build up the, the, the people within the church. And um, so there are five, five-fold ministries because there are five of them. Um, just in case there's not four, there's yes. not three, there are five. Um, <laughs> and they, they are, if you don't know, they are apostle, I'm going to see if I can get them all now, yeah. apostle, uh, teacher, prophet, 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 prophet. Uh, evangelist, and pasta. Amazing. Yay. Oh, <laughs> We've got well done, well done, well done. Yes. Well done. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you want more info, but there you go. Yeah, that's really good. So why do you think it's very important for us as a church to invest in the five and not in one or two? Because, for example, when I was growing up, it would be very um, normal to have a pastor in the church and a teacher, but I would never, they would never talk about a prophet or evangelist more like sometimes evangelist but not a prophet or um how to say what's the other one Uh, apostle yeah yeah so why is it important for us to have like the five of them and not just one or two of them I guess um, when you think about what how Jesus ministered in the Bible, like you, when you look at the way Jesus ministered, he probably encapsulates like the Mm. perfect person Mm. in terms of all of those ministries, and um, and I think if I think traditionally in the church we've kind of like you're saying quite often we focus on like the pastor or the teacher. But then you get kind of a, almost like a lopsided church because mm. if you only mm. think about being a pastor or you only think about teaching, then you become almost by default a little bit more inward looking. Mm. And so actually when you look at the five ministries together, you get you, you, you like the evangelist makes you almost yeah. look outwards mm. um, yeah. and the prophet makes you look forward and look into the future and think about well what is God saying for us mm. as yeah. we go forward and then you then get the the teacher that comes along and teaches into it and the pastor that comes along and and helps people come along and get into the vision and go along with it and yeah. actually we all work together bringing if you like the wholeness that we can like yeah yeah, we bring wholeness to what God, how God wants to work. Oh, I love that word. Okay, because in my 10-minute Google search... Yeah, go on, tell us about uh, it. Tell us. In my research, I, I saw, I saw, you know, basically what you've just said, and I was like, what's the difference between the pastor and the teacher? So does the pastor, like, sort of... Obviously, the teacher mm. teaches. Does the pastor do a little bit of that? Could you maybe... I feel like if you do one, you kind of almost do another quite easily mm-hmm. yeah because as a i mean when you know you preach in church you're, you're teaching people and that's what a pastor does i suppose and then like the evangelist you know that's drawing people in and 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 you know the pastor's pushing people to god as well it's very mm. much 
And now I'm seeing the connection to Jesus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, he did all of those things. <laughs> yeah. That's why there are five. <laughs> but why? Like, what's the difference, mm. do you think, between the pastor and the teacher? Um, I guess, um, yeah, I guess for me, like, I think when we hear the word pastor, I don't know mm. about you, but I, you quite often think vicar or church leader mm -hmm. or um someone that's in like an official role you know we say oh pastor so-and-so depending on what mm. church denomination you're in and um and you, you get this image of what a pastor is and i think we can think that um a pastor is a leader of a church which a pastor can be a leader mm. of a church mm. But actually, not all leaders of churches are pastors. And some... Ba, ba, some ba. Da, da, da. <laughs> I know. Our dimensions are shifting. about it. <laughs> because it is true. We all... I, mm. I used to think that. So, yeah. Go yeah. ahead. Keep going. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So, yeah. I think... I think, you know, some, some, some church leaders are more gifted at maybe teaching someone... And some are more gifted in in evangelism, et cetera, mm. et cetera. But um, yeah, I can't remember what was the bit, what were you saying about the, um, yeah, I don't know, the difference. Oh, can yeah. we all be? Oh, 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 can everyone be everything? Yeah. Like kind of thing, mm. or is everyone everything? Yeah, I, I mean, I think um, I think you were saying about the questionnaire. Go on, tell people about the questionnaire <laughs> first. Go on. So yeah, I, I went when I when I was doing my sort of ten minute, ten minute Google research, I came across a, a a test like a like a BuzzFeed quiz or something you could do online, and you you know you put in your answers, and it says you, it put, sorts you into categories, and I was like, oh. Do you get assigned a role from birth? <laughs> did, I, did I miss that bit? <laughs> Should I have been a pastor my whole life and I've been an evangelist? What am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I was sort of thinking, is, is it like a sorting hat from like Harry Potter? They put you on the head. But uh, I assume that you, everyone aspires to be like Jesus. And of course, Jesus being the top dog, um, you know. Top dog. <laughs> wow. Simplified that a bit, but yeah. Um, do, you know, Jesus, Jesus being the best guy, um, he, he he of course encapsulates all of them. Yeah. You know, he was the obvious. Yeah. I mean, take a page out of the Bible with Jesus in it, you're going to find yeah. him being a pastor, or an evangelist, or a teacher. You know, especially mm. a teacher. Goodness yeah. me. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I was sort yeah. of thinking. Do you, do you have to pick one and go straight yeah. for it or should you try and grab yeah. all of them? I, I, so I think, um, I think that, that we, there are seasons, I think. Mm -hmm. I think when you do that questionnaire, you'll come up with like one or two where you'll be stronger in. Yeah. Um, and that will be your probably your natural inclination, what God's naturally gifted you at. Mm. But I feel like that there's that sense of um, whatever situation that we're in, God's we, we become God's hands and if we're open to him, we can become his hands and his feet. Yeah. And actually we might be putting it, we might be a teacher naturally and maybe an evangelist or something like that. But actually we we're faced with a person in front of us who is in, in tears. And actually what comes to the forefront is the pastoral gift. And you might mm. not naturally be a pastor, but in that moment you, you go into that yeah. gifting. Yeah. And I think there's seasons of life. So I think, um, uh, so for me, teaching mm. is actually my strongest area, um, mm. followed by evangelist and then pastor. Mm -hmm. um, but there are seasons in life where the, the evangelism, like for me at the moment, evangelism is coming up quite a lot. Yeah. And, mm. and that's an area that God's really sort of 
pushing forward in in my life mm. at the moment. And so I think there are seasons where 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 different giftings grow, even if they're not your strongest. I suppose if you're always thinking about being the pastor, the teacher, the evangelist, um, mm. the other three, the other two, yeah. <laughs> can't think very well. Yeah, well, what are the other two? <laughs> um, but if you're always trying to grab them, you're gonna, you know, do less well on being. Um, Gosh, I'm trying to remember all of them. What are the last two? There's a pastor and the teacher. Evangelist. <laughs> Prophet. Yeah, that's one. Evangelist. And, uh, and, and, and apostle. Evangel- and the apostle. Yeah. yeah. Are you going to cover the apostle in another podcast? Or can I ask no, what the apostle is? Today, today is about the pastoral one. The but you cannot, one. but you have okay. the freedom to. Tune in next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to see everything. Ba, ba, ba. <laughs> next time on the BPC podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I, I was sort of just, well, what's the apostle? <laughs> but I, I was thinking if you grab, try to grab all of them at the same time, you're not going to do so well on each, mm. uh, on, on, you know, being an evangelist. Yeah. If you're trying to be a pastor, someone, yeah, that, yeah. Make, that clears it up for me a bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, Un, tell us, not Un, but you guys, when <laughs> you see the, like, when you think about a pastor, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? Like, what is a pastor? Because you are saying what a pastor is not sometimes. You think, you see a vicar, sometimes he's not a pastor. He's, he has like, he's more like a, an evangelist. Mm. But what are the characteristics of a pastor? Want to go first? Should Ooh-hoo. I? Go on then. <laughs> How about go you it. go first and then I'll agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, I'll, I'll wing go it. it. I'll wing it. Wing it. So <laughs> I, I think... From my 10 minute research, mm-hmm. that it, the pastor's more of a sort, I was gonna say, a sort of more of a motherly figure, in that when they see someone who's in trouble, they'll sort of spiritually care for them and, and mm-hmm. feed them and, and, you know, and give them their spiritual medicine <laughs> in nice. a way, you know. Um, I was thinking, whereas a teacher would just sort of, you know, make, make you learn about, you know, this is how God wants you to be when a pastor would see you um, sort of in trouble with your faith, they would come in like an angel huh? <laughs> <You know? laughs> an angel. Uh, and, 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 and raise you up a bit. Um, but then I was thinking that could also cross over into a couple of other categories, but I'm interested to see what you say. Anne. Yeah, <laughs> no, I liked what you said though about like, um, I guess the, the sort of the mother side of it, and obviously a pastor is male or female. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think um, I, I read um, a little bit about how someone described the pastor role as um, they they used the word like um, a, a soul. What was it? I'm gonna just let me let me get and get it. It's Technical oh, it's so beautiful. <laughs> it's lovely. I was just a soul healer, mm. a soul healer. Mm. And actually, when you think about that, when I think about pastor and sometimes you think oh, it is just the caring for it's caring for people which it is it is a good mm. caring for people but actually it's it's so much deeper than that mm. it's like this this soul what was it a soul healer mm. like wow i'm like wow yeah what a privilege to be a soul Healer. Imagine that yeah. in your title like, as well. Wow. Put that on your CV, wouldn't you? Yeah. Just go for a job. I am the soul, soul healer. healer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it's a, it's a deeper calling than caring. It, it is about caring, but it's so much more than that. It's yeah. about bringing healing and wholeness and yeah. and reconciliation and um, like you know, from, to enable someone to be the whole person that they're meant to be in God. And 
um, when we think we're equipping, like all of these fivefold ministries about equipping the saints, equipping us believers to do the work of God mm. and to bring the bring the good news of Jesus to everyone. But we we can't do that if we're not whole. Otherwise, yeah. like mm. as in we can do it, we do it in our brokenness. Mm. But actually, we're on a journey towards wholeness. And um, mm. and I feel like. What a privilege to be a yeah. pastor. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's really true. Yeah. yeah. It is interesting because like I was doing a study about a pastor a long time ago. Mm. I don't know why. Um, and one of the things they do is to anoint the sheep because mm. with the anointing, it comes the healing. Mm. So it's very interesting you're saying like that they are healers because they, they use like day-to-day pastors. They would anoint the sheep every single day mm. for them to heal mm. better and faster. So, mm. yeah, wow. I love that. The Bible-like yeah. sheep imagery, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> it does. The Bible does. Always Every comes time. back to sheep. <laughs> Every time. And why do you think it's very important that in a staff team, we will always have a pastor, someone that is mm. very pastoral? Why, why do you think that's, that's a good thing? I mean, what happens when s- someone in your team needs healing, you know? who's going to be the team healer if if people are going out being evangelists and being teachers and the other two uh, (laughs) (laughs) prophets and apostles yes Yes. (laughs) let's go Um, you're going to need you know someone to heal those Mm -hmm. people because they're not obviously we're only human we can't be as much as we aspire to as perfect as the big dog. <laughs> he means um, Jesus. Yeah, I mean Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to say the big dog. Um, yeah, uh, I, I was thinking, um, I, I suppose when you come out of your role is, uh, in that team is pro- probably when the uh, the pastor mm. needs pastoring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I suppose when... Um, who, who's the pastor of pastors? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, everyone will go through that point at least yeah, multiple times yeah, in yeah. their life where they sort of maybe fall a bit from, you know, their relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And and um, no matter how holy you are, and it, I, I, I guess it's really important to yeah, have yeah. each individual class to just keep pushing you on that same path and have that beautiful balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's so hard to have in yeah. one person yeah. Mm. yeah yeah i think i think you're i think you're right you definitely need that because when you're going out you know like the evangelist and the apostle they're they're pushing you forward aren't they mm-hmm. they're, they're pushing you out you know let's go out and like you know let's see god's kingdom here on earth mm. and the prophet does that as well and you, you're right you need the pastor then to come alongside and and be the be the one that's, that's still actually you know like you know, this you know the the soul healer is bringing us yeah. close to, to God, but it's it's the more on the, the inside bit, mm. isn't it? Um, you know, we can get hurt along the way, but yeah. actually, yeah, the pastor brings that, that healing. Mm. But I think that the other thing that I, um, I that I was quite sort of I really liked about the pastor role as well is is that sense of um, they they bring a sense of belonging and mm. community mm-hmm. yeah. as well. Um, and, you know, with, with some of the other roles, you might be more like, let's get into the detail of what God says about mm. this in the Bible and da, da, yeah. da, or let's go out and do this. But yeah. actually, the pastor creates family, mm-hmm. creates community, belonging. Who likes that? Go for it. Who likes that? I was like, my, my I, I sort of ideology when I think of uh, being a Christian is being part of a family, right? Yeah. And yeah. you know how earlier I described 
being a pastor as being a sort of maternal figure, yeah, being sort yeah, of a yeah. mother. Yeah. It all, it all, it's like jigsaws. I can see it in my head, but it's all coming together. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> That's, yeah, I, I, I can see that yeah. so well that, you know, definitely the pastor's sort of putting a plaster on your, on your scrapes and bruises mm-hmm. and as well as just sort of being, you know, cooking your meals yeah, for you when yeah. you come in and, and things like that. I've yeah. Getting a lovely family dynamic from these five, <laughs> five yeah. people. Yeah. It is supposed to be because everything yeah. that God does is in family and about family. We could mm, make a sitcom, mm. couldn't we? we? Can we? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> to be continued. Uh, but it's very good to say that I've never thought about a pastor in a mm. like mother figure, but it, it is like it's mm. the person who takes mm. care of you when you're hurt yeah. because sometimes like if you are very like evangelistic or if you're very like like a prophet sometimes you don't have that those kind of skills uh, to listen to people Mm. and to like know what to say but Mm. pastors do they know how to relate with you very easily which is like amazing so how can you see like how do you guys see jesus ministry being a pastor because for for those who are prophets they relate with jesus as a prophet because Mm. he was a prophet Mm. for those who are evangelists they will relate with jesus as an evangelist so like being a pastor like how how can you see that in jesus ministry look at each other i've been speaking too much <laughs> no you're good you're good that. um i don't know i guess i mean there's lots of examples isn't there but i guess with the 12 disciples mm-hmm. um would be the thing that comes to mind mm-hmm. the most like he really you know he walked life with them and he you see, you see all of the giftings, don't you, with, with mm. Jesus, but and the disciples. But you know, he spent time with them. They had meals together. Mm. They, um, and I think that's the other thing with the pastor role is they they create a sense of fun. Um, yeah. And I think about I think about Jesus at the wedding, turning water into wine. That's a different mm. one. He wanted fun. He wanted yeah. there to be yeah. fun. And, you know, he was always eating with the disciples and taking him on trips out and, mm. um, you know, to different places. And um, OK, yeah, there might have been some hard times along the way, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but there was fun. And yeah, um, yeah. I mean, that's uh, being a Christian isn't, you know, being shame shamelessly devoted to god just you know mind blank Mm. life is you know i must go to church every sunday i must sit and pray for this Mm. exact time you know it's Mm. go and live your life with with god Um, god doesn't want you to be his servant he wants you to be his friend yeah and 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 part of that family family (laughs) um part of that family uh, which is what we do at the bbc Uh, bbc bbc Uh, (laughs) he's advertising our church what is that no but it it is true yeah it is true like i've i've been in ministry since i was 13 Mm. years old and i've been like to different churches and etc i'm brazilian guys if you don't know that i'm brazilian i was raised in portugal (laughs) um so um People ask me about my church sometimes. And the thing that I like the most about our mm. church is that we have the sense of family mm. in the staff team, in the church. Like you, you, you like each other. You don't mm. do your mm. job just for the sake of doing your job. Mm. You actually are interested in people's lives. And that is so important to me because I mean, that's what church is supposed to be. There's the young adults club that we have yeah. where yeah. you go to each other's houses yeah. mm. and 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 eat with them and oh, i know that my brother's yes. volunteered our house for it yes. in, a, in a couple of in a couple of weeks so i'll see you all there um, <laughs> and that's that's fantastic 
when you treat someone that's basically like a stranger as a family and yeah. immediately yeah it's like you through god are so much closer with this person yeah mm-hmm. and that's definitely what the pastor does isn't it yeah. he makes the links mm-hmm. and 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 you know you just grow in mm-hmm. in your in your community which is well, there's no camera there there's that one which is you know if you come down to um the bedworth parish church uh you know for an 11 o'clock service you'll definitely find <laughs> sitting having Plug a coffee the service. yeah, yeah have, include have, the service having in a that. coffee um you know worshiping with uh with lots of new friends uh Thank you, Tom. <laughs> this is fun. As you guys are saying that, I was thinking about Jesus when he was like, I don't know how to say this in English. It's Gethsemane or Chet? Yeah, Gethsemane, right? Yeah, yeah. When Judas is coming and he says like, he calls Judas friend. He's like, yeah. hey friend, like, like, what are you doing? What did you come yeah, here yeah. to do? And that's part of his pastoral ministry is mm. including people in, in his like heart and making sure they know they are friends mm. and they are not just workers. Mm. They are not just like, okay, I'm God. I'm the yeah. son of God and you'll do whatever I want. But no, it's just like building community. And mm. I think yeah. pastors do that brilliantly because they are, they yeah. are just so gifted yeah. with that. Um, oh, I've yeah. just got another example as well. Go for Peter, it. Um, when he mm. denied Jesus three times and he's just beside himself, oh he's like, gosh, he cannot yeah. believe that he's done it, that he's denied mm. Jesus. And uh, and then when Jesus rises again, he goes and finds Peter yeah. and three times he says to Peter, do you love me? You know I love you. Do you love me? You know I love you. Do you love me? Yes, you know I love you. Build, go and build. You're the rock on which I build. Will build mm. my church. Yeah. And in that moment, I feel like that is just oh, it's that the ultimate pastoral experience because <laughs> yeah. like, in that moment he's brought soul healing yeah. to Peter like yeah. three times. Like three times Peter denies, and three times uh, like Jesus affirm like gets him to say, "Do you love me?" and affirms who he is. I mean, and, yeah, yeah. You know, Jesus is. Well, he was cool He's the guy. best. I mean, yeah. you know, when um, was it Peter that chopped off the ear of the Roman that was yeah, coming yeah. to yeah. basically yeah, kill yeah. Jesus? And he was like, whoa, slow down there. Here you go. <laughs> 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 Fixed it back on, you know. Yeah. yeah, but, yeah. Uh, and, and for example, like uh, some verses after this mm. verse is Peter asking Jesus about John mm. and saying, so like, and what about John? And then Jesus is being a pastor again, but being quite firm is like, mm. he's like, like you don't need to know what I'm gonna yeah, do with yeah. John <laughs> because yeah. like your stuff is your stuff and mm. his stuff is his stuff. So you see like his personality being incredibly kind, but at the same time being like firm with yeah, the disciples yeah. and, and pastoring them in, disi- I mean, in discipleship. Yeah. Um, obviously Jesus is everything, and and I think he's so much a a pastoral figure when he literally goes to these random strangers mm. that are fishing. And goes, you know, throw out your net and they pull in loads of fish. And then they just follow him. And they follow him because he's just invited them into the family, you know. And of course, that's being an evangelist and being, you know, step into my whim and and be a a Christian and and that. But he took care of them, didn't he? And they went from being fishers to being fishermen to be (laughs) fishers uh, (laughs) to being fishermen (laughs) to being, you know, some of the most famous people in history. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's so true. Uh, being yeah, Jesus' yeah. friend. Yeah. yeah. I mean, could you imagine just one day you, you're fishing with your brother, bloke comes down with a bit of a shaggy, you know, hairdo and a yeah. beard, and he goes, hey guys, want to come with me? And your <laughs> life changes <laughs> like, 
Sorry. Like that. <laughs> and like, so, so we see that side of Jesus of building community. How about you guys? Have you ever experienced someone being a, like pastoring you and walking alongside you and like just like showing the destiny you have in mm -hmm. God? Like, have you ever experienced that in your life? And how important was that for you? Yeah. I, I, I have. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is. Uh, Let's start. Let's <laughs> start from, let me compose. Let's start from the beginning. Um, so, uh, one year we went. Uh, it was it was the year that Dave and you joined. I, mm. I think. Gosh, it seems so long ago now. <laughs> yeah. um, but we went to Soul Survivor, and it was the first time I've ever been to Soul Survivor. And um, before that, uh, didn't know what it was. Yeah. <laughs> and I I I had a decent connection with God. Um, I felt I didn't feel as much as a as a as a as a child to god as i as mm. i do now but um i was you know there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and dave comes and he goes um if you go to soul survivor i promise you your life will change wow. and and I, and I was like this guy what? <laughs> what is it talking yeah, about? Yeah, i was literally doubting thomas i was like <laughs> i'll believe it when i see it um and and, and a reason for that is I, i'd lost my dad i mm. lost my dad couple of months before and I, and my relationship with god had just crumbled completely mm. in fact i was very much detestful of god mm. uh, and i was still coming to church because i was you know i, I loved the the people there and i loved and i loved my mum and i wanted to keep her you know happy in that and it was it wasn't so much that i wanted to be with god and you know in fact, I've spent many nights going, why? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why yeah. did you do this to me? Um, and, and despite the fact that my dad was a, a devout Christian and he'd been to this church, he'd, you know, spent so much of his life helping and, uh, and, and being close to God. And, uh, and I just ignored that out of basic rage. Um, mm. But I go to Soul Survivor. Oh, I did not have a good time the first couple of days. <laughs> uh, it was it was a bit of a challenge <laughs> okay. um, for me, but I thought I'll have fun. There'll be people there that I like, and and of course we go to these, you know, in this big tent, and there's lots of Christians, and they do this thing where which I hadn't experienced before, <laughs> where everyone just takes a bit, goes silent. And then people start laughing over there. People start <laughs> sort of screaming over there. And I'm this is terrifying. <laughs> people, Dave's speaking tongues. I'm like, what's going on? What is he talking about? Yeah, and, and, um, and I think Dave was my, um, was my pastor um, that, that week because I was going to leave. Uh, mm -hmm. because on that night I just broke down because I was like, why, God, why, mm. why have you forsaken me? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it was, uh, it, yeah, I was in a bad place. Um, and the next day, obviously saw that. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't hiding it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he basically said the next day, Tom, before you go home, <laughs> um, come and we'll have an ice cream together and we'll just chat. And he took me out. Um, and I love I, I love being with Dave. I thought Dave was awesome. I was a bit skeptical. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Dave took me out and we just had this long chat over ice cream, which he paid for. Thank you, Dave. Thank um, you, thank you, Dave. <laughs> we all love that when um, he pays for it. That's the incentive. Change your life or ice cream. Ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he took me along that and he sort of said... Um, what's going on <laughs> how uh 
and he talked through my sort of journey with God and and how I'm feeling. And he recommended that I go to um, this place at Soul Survivor, which was this little sort of building. You go in and you talk to people and you talked about your your like quarrels and, and worries mm-hmm. with with God. And I went in there and it's a bit uncanny, but the man, the, there were two men that I talked to. I went with a friend and there were two men that I talked to and one looked uncannily like depictions of Jesus. Oh my Just God. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, and one um, looked like my dad. Really? Ooh. Weirdly similarly. And, and, um, and one was called John as well, which was my dad's name oh my God. as well. Oh. And, um, and I can't remember the name of the, the man who looked like my dad, unfortunately. If you're out there listening, thank you very much. Mm. Um, but he talked to me about how he lost his dad and how one day he was just out on the beach walking his dog just had a fit just had a screaming fit with a shouting match with god and it he talked about how he sort of realized that it was okay to be angry with god as long as you know you recognize that he does love you and Mm. i think it just blown it come completely missed me that my dad was very happy probably being in heaven and being with god and that missed me because i was Mm. so i was so angry and it was you know the sort of pastor that took me on that path um that was dave and and john and um the man that looked like my dad (laughs) (laughs) that sort of pushed me back into that direction and 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 healed me and um and i saw the man that looked like um uh, Jesus because I went, I went back <laughs> and I gave him a big hug because um, by the end of it I felt so much because I, I, I just got my rage out and mm. I felt so much closer to God and um, I even went up in the big tent uh, I even went up when they said they were going to pray for people and I, I went up there and I wouldn't have done that mm. uh, any of the nights before because I'm you know, not doing this I was yeah. in a bit of a sulk um, yeah I I it was a, it was a huge changing point mm. that I just wouldn't have gone over, and I and I, ca- I came back and I was like, "Mum, I'm a Christian." <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, and I shared with her, and she she was in tears, and I was in tears, and it was, oh, it was beautiful. Uh, and Dave and Dave comes back to me. Uh, he comes back and he checks up on me. He did with everyone at Soul Survive because Dave was fantastic. Yeah, uh, you know he was. Um, and I, I'm very sure for all the listeners, you'll hear from Dave because uh, yeah. he he checked up on everyone. And he came came up and said, "How are you doing?" And I was like, "Better, <laughs> a bit better." <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm I'm better because of that. And I think that's yeah. definitely a big example of a pastor. This is know, amazing. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, oh my gosh. Really... Bet you didn't know I had that in my you know, <laughs> I didn't. Mode, didn't you? I, was, like, I was like I was really mean, holding yeah. myself like, here. It would be like a really, really chill, good. fun thing. He won't drop like an enormous emotional bombshell <laughs> on <laughs> 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 this. But, but this is amazing. It's an incredible story. Yeah, is it, yeah. it is the perfect example yeah. of mm. people being pastors yeah. in your life. And if yeah. you ask Dave, yeah. He will not say he's the most pastoral person. Absolutely no, he wouldn't. Not. Know. But but you but know, in that like moment. Yeah, yeah, in that moment, you would have that gift, and like yeah. you you could go for it. Yeah, How about yeah. you, Anne? Yeah, um, I guess for me, I was just trying to think like what what which bit because there's been so many people along the way that have, have passed me in different in different things. But I, I guess thinking back to to childhood, just um, 
they're just different people. So uh, there was this lovely lady called Linda um, <laughs> who um, said to me, come round to my house anytime you want to. In my, in my teenage years, anytime you want to, just come round. Um, they ended up looking after a, a, a teenager from another country for various different reasons. And, and she said, oh, why don't you come round and meet this girl? I think you might be friends. And we ended up being, like, really good friends. Um, and But this lady... I remember, oh, I remember to this day, she, from when I started my A-levels, um, her and her husband, they bought me one of my A-level textbooks. Mm. And, um, and they just, they invested into me mm. and um, always, like, give me little Bible verses and said to me that they were praying for me. And when I went off to university, they gave me a little verse on the, on a, like, a thingy and just said, like, to hold on to that. And I just knew that they were invested in, in me and... Mm. Um, and were interested in my faith and mm. and how it was growing. Um, like other times, it'd be like um, so. When I went to uni, I didn't really stay following Jesus. I was a bit a bit cross, but for no reason compared to your. You had reason <laughs> yeah. to like you know rage at God. Yeah. I really didn't have that many good reasons to rage at God. I just wanted to get married, and I thought I wouldn't oh. get married. And oh my um, gosh, I know. And That's I was really so many people. I was, I was super cross about it. So I was just like, well, God, if you don't want me to get married, because I thought mm. He was calling me to be a missionary abroad, nice. and He was calling me to be a missionary and to go abroad, but for a time. But I always thought if you do that, you don't get married because mm. everyone I'd met been single as a woman and um and so in my so in my head I was just like well I don't want anything to do with you then God wow. I'm gonna go and find myself a husband no, uh, guys, this, is a, a this is a revelation I would never think that of you oh my god my brain is like what's going on uh, so yeah so I, I had a <laughs> <laughs> so I had a great time at uni doing all the things that you know you probably shouldn't do and but at the same time I knew that God was really there and protecting me and um and uh my the youth leader at my church um from home was like every like I knew that they knew that things weren't right but I just didn't want to talk about it or mm. do anything about it and all the time I knew that God was saying, come back, come back. And I was like, no. I can't hear you. I want a man. No, I'm not speaking tongues. I'm not listening. And so we got to the end of uni and I was going out with someone, but I knew that it wasn't right. And and I really felt like God was saying, it's time to make a choice. You've had your fun. You've. You've, it's time to make a choice. Are you for mm. me or are you not? And for me, I knew that the relationship wasn't a good, it wasn't what God wanted for my mm. life. Mm. And um, so I came, I finished, we did finish. And um, I, my parents were living abroad and I had nowhere to live in the summer holidays. And my youth leader and his wife said, why don't you come and stay in our house? And at that point, wow. I was a bit of a mess emotionally. Like, I had said yes to Jesus, but kind of kicking and screaming, like, fine. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I wasn't the most great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. I was like a bit stumpy and like like a two year old. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, but, but I was also a bit of an emotional wreck. Mm. And mm. they kind of just looked after me for the summer holidays before my job started and kind of just put me back to, like, sort of 
accepted that there's nothing that I've done that's so bad, you know, like actually yeah. God can forgive everything. And yeah. they really spoke truth into my life mm. again. Whereas for three years, I'd been like trying to shut my ears to truth. Mm. And, um, and they really spoke truth and they spoke forgiveness and reconciliation and, mm. and all of those things and actually brought a lot of space for me to heal and to take those next steps. That's amazing. Yeah. You have mm. good testimony, guys. Wow. I, I love you that. You picked a good team. I know, right? <laughs> it was by chance, but uh, it went really well. <laughs> I picked the right people. Um, so we are coming to an end, but like, can you just like say something to the people that are listening to us? If they think they have a pastoral calling or if they want to serve people, like why? what would you say to them to encourage them? Because some people think they're not... They don't have much to give, but mm. you guys were saying it's, n it's not a lot. You just, you just need to care for people. So what would you say to those people? Uh, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shall I go first? You go yeah, first. Okay, I'll go first this time. Oh. Then. What do I say? Um, I don't know. Um, I think um, for me, I've always felt like oh, I've not got the right words to say to anyone. Like, mm. But I think actually you don't... A good pastor doesn't need always the right words. Mm. As you just need to give space to people and time mm -hmm. to people, and mm. be able to listen. Like you yeah. don't, you don't have to. Actually, God's the best healer. God's the best, the best of the words. You don't mm. have to have the perfect thing. Like you just need to be there, and uh, and be able to. I guess, yeah. What you know, you to take on the heart. The you know, you sort of take on that the. Yeah, that, what that person's mm. feeling in in a God way, you know, and mm. just give it to God. But yeah, yeah, Amazing. you just need to be there. Give time. Mm. Perfect. Yeah. Um, what to like say? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I mean, when uh, when Jesus was you know traveling around, hopping place to place, you know, backpacking, uh, <laughs> he he wasn't going to people and going, "You're a Christian." Uh, you feel better because I'm Jesus. You know, he, you know, he'd, he'd go to dinner with people yeah. and he'd sit and listen to them. And, you know, it might, <laughs> it might not always go the way you want. You know, some people will definitely have those struggles, but it's not your job. It's uh, to, to change them. That's what God's going to do. Mm, what yeah. you're going to do is be that vessel. Yeah. And I think if you think you can be that vessel and if you can uh, sit there and listen to people like open themselves up mm. and, um, and, you know, have no judgment and, um, and offer them <laughs> your love and, and be, uh, offer them to be part of your family, then you mm. just can't do any wrong. Mm. Um, and if you do want to become a pastor, um, come to Bedworth Church on a <laughs> Sunday at, at, at 11, at 11 a.m. Uh, <laughs> oh, my. That, that's how I wanted to finish. This is amazing. Guys, you're awesome. Thank you so much oh, for you. taking the thank time so to be much. here. Yeah, really appreciate it. It was good. And everyone good. else at home that is watching yeah, or listening, you. thank you so much. And I'll see you in two weeks. Take care, guys. Or You're we'll awesome. We'll see you at bed with church. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 11 a.m. Sunday. Right. Take care, guys. You're right. awesome. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.